If you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And before going into the episode today, here are some benefits about being a Venture Notes Premium member. First of all, do you know that Premium members get their NFT member pass? This NFT will open the door to private access to events, content, and so much more yet to be designed. It's a long journey. The first 50 member access pass collection could be considered as the OG collection, the Genesis collection. And second of all, premium members are also invited to join our early stage startup syndicate called Olive Capital, where we mostly support pre-seed to Series A startups in the EU and in the US in B2B SaaS, crypto and consumer tech. We are embracing the model of a media-driven early stage investor. Please note that Olive Capital does not provide financial advice. You need to carefully consider your own financial situation and take a risk diversification approach. While the return profiles looks attractive, members are aware that venture capital is a very difficult asset class where all the invested capital is at risk. And now let's move into the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Raphael, for another great conversation. Uh, I'm very happy uh, to be with you, uh, everyone. And uh, we uh, we prepare a little bit, you know, this uh, this session already, you know, together. So we uh, we put a plan uh, together. Uh, so we're going to talk about staying uncomfortable to embrace uh, change. And um, uh, to start, you know, this conversation, I'd like, you know, to share with you uh, a quote from uh, Thet Godin uh, that says, discomfort brings engagement and change. Discomfort means you are doing something that others were unlikely to do because they are hiding out in the comfortable zone. And I thought that was a very int uh, interesting way, you know, to start this conversation. But before we get into the conversation, I will let each one of you introduce yourself. Uh, maybe, uh, Francois, you want to start. Uh, I I'll let you the stage. Uh, so Francois from Newfen. Newfen is uh, now 12 years old. We're based in Paris and San Francisco, and we invest in early stage startups at seed stage. Perfect. Uh, and we are here also with uh, Marguerite from uh, Sherry Venture. Marguerite, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about Sherry? Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, so I'm an investor at Sherry Ventures. Uh, we're a fund um, specialized in seed investing. We invest across Europe, uh, usually tickets between one and three million euros. So we tend to be the first institutional investor. Uh, we're investing out of our third fund, which is uh, of 180 million euros. And um, we consider ourselves to have a strong operational DNA and be very hands-on. That's also why we keep two-thirds of the fund for full-on investment. That's why we also have an operational team in place supporting the investment. All right, uh, perfect. And we're here also with uh, Philippe. Uh, Philippe, quick introduction. Yes. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you. Um, thank you for having me on the, on the talk. So I'm a partner at Global Founders Capital. Uh, heading up our Nordic investment office out of Stockholm. Uh, so we are a multi-stage international fund with offices uh, on both sides of the coast in the US, across Europe and some of the emerging markets. So we do usually invest uh, early on in the, in the journey of a company, so around the seed stage. And so I'm very excited to, to be one of the first, first partners into the company and, and, and help founders set themselves on, on an international, you know, exciting trajectory from, from early on. Cool. Thank you very much. And so my name is Carlos Diaz. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm also an investor. I run a, a rolling fund in the U.S. with uh, my friend Ilana Besara, named uh, Diaz Venture. 
and we focus on investing in uh, French funders entering the US market or French funders already based in the US. That's basically what we are doing. So today, as I was saying, uh, we were going to talk about discomfort. <laughs> and I, I hope that uh, the conversation will be comfortable, but uh, we're going to talk about you know being uncomfortable and uh, why you know being uncomfortable can be uh, uh, good for a funder journey or not. Uh, I would like you know, to start uh, this conversation with you, Francois, because uh, when we talk about startups, uh, we feel like uh, discomfort is part of the DNA of a startup. A startup is about you know changing the status quo. So basically, uh, a startup is going to born out of discomfort, you know, because it's coming into a, a space that is comfortably uh, um, set up and it's going to change and disrupt, you know, everything and create some discomfort, you know, around. What do you think about that? Is that it? it how do you embrace, you know, this uh, uh, picture? Yeah, I think it's true because at the beginning, there is nothing when you yeah. start your, your, your venture. And that means that. Uh, you're in an ocean of discomfort. And if you ask your friends, of course, they are the ones who will tell you it's good, you're very uh, bold and, uh, and go on and listen to your feelings and so on. And the others who will be more rational will, of course, uh, give you a, a fantastic list of all the, all the problems that you have to solve. And that creates, of course, discomfort because discomfort is a situation where you do not control everything. And, and so, um, but, but what makes the startup possible is that there is something inside yourself that helps you move forward. And this is the stone that where you can stand and in this ocean, and uh, if, you, if we keep the metaphor, and that is what will help you um, build your your startup. And so what's very important is we, we see two kinds of founders. We see founders that have, that, that, uh, who are very clear about wh what, they, what they control and what, what they really believe. And so they're the real entrepreneurs. And we see founders who want to be entrepreneurs, who want to feel the vibe, who want to project themselves, but actually they don't have this inner feeling that where they, that this inner space where they're secured. And I think that makes all the difference. Uh, Philippe, on your side, uh, we used to say to funders, you have to start with a problem. And uh, a problem, when you are starting with a problem, it's a little bit like you're like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, you know, with a situation. Mm -hmm. There is a problem, you know, to solve. And I want to solve, you know, this problem. And I want to make this uh, uncomfortable situation more comfortable. Uh, is that something that uh, you start with, you know, when you look at a startup is really to uh, look at the problem and sometimes, you know, you don't feel like it's a problem, but it's a real problem. How do you, how do you approach, you know, this, uh, uh, this, uh, this thing, you know, with, um, with funders? So you mean in a situation where the, the founders are tackling a problem they understand and, and, and yeah. what happens after that? Yes, so it's a great question. I think, um, you know, oftentimes we see founders that come into a market because they have some form of unique insight and they have a relatively comfortable situation in the beginning because they understand the problem and the context of the solution they're putting to the market. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of things happen in the development of a company and, and as founders and as a team, they need to adapt to, 
to you know growing and and, and becoming a, a different type of company than you are from the beginning and, and uh, that comes with also accepting a lot of change and and, and releasing some kind of control over time uh, and that's something that i like to work with uh, founders on and, and you know help them mature in their management of their company and in their perspective of their role in the company do you um uh, marguerite on your side because you're you're working with a lot of uh, early stage uh, founders. Uh, do you think that founders are aware of the discomfort of being a founder, you know, when they start their company? Obviously, when you are a repeat founder, you already know about that. But sometimes when it's your first startup, do you think that they have a good understanding of what it means, you know, to be a founder and how discom uh, how uncomfortable, you know, the life of founder of a founder is? And we'll get into how is it incomfortable. Okay, sorry. Um, no, I was saying this is exactly where you see the, the clear difference between serial entrepreneurs and uh, first-time founders. It's that understanding of what it means to grow and what it means to go from zero to one and then from one, what the different stages imply. Uh, I think most of the time when you're a first-time founder, you don't understand at all um, that it's all going to be about updating the company's um, approach to things, that it's going to be about like being very comfortable with breaking things as well, um, or like the um, style that you will have to develop, the importance of having clear values and clear structures. Um, it's really not obvious, and that's why we often to make sure that this is shared and that there is this this education piece um, with first-time founders. Yeah, uh, uh, Francois, you, you've seen a lot of founders, you know, yourself uh, since uh, a long time. Uh, uh, sometimes, you know, when I meet with founders, they, they have a very romantic vision of what it is, you know, to be a founder, what it is, you know, to create a startup. Um, Uh, how, what would be your advice, you know, for a first-time founder entering, you know, the, creating their first startup, like Marguerite was saying, there is a real difference in between first-time founders and repeat founders. Uh, what would be your advice, you know, for them? Um, I would not spend too much time in trying to avoid the, the pitfalls on the, on the founder's journey. So mm -hmm. not listen to too many people, uh, but really concentrate on doing things. And say, mm -hmm. okay, I know that I know nothing. Not try, you know, not not see that as an MBA or as something where there is a certain knowledge to get that you should get as quick as possible, because actually it's experience. Somebody will tell you this or that, but you won't be able to take profit of that until you have experienced it. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, it's like love, it's like uh, death, it's like a lot of, I mean, very important human experiences. You can read novels, but that will not explain to you how you should react or how you will react or what will happen when you will yourself fall in love, for example, or face a particular personal drama. And uh, so I would, I would keep all this at the distance. Philippe, on your side, uh... What do you think, yeah. um, if, if, for example, imagine that a, a very It's good friend of yours... Yes, Philippe, so if, uh, if a good friend of yours, you know, uh, approach you and, and say, I'm going to start, you know, my startup, uh, 
what would you say you know to him you know and about these discomfort because you've you've known that you you've you've been there you've seen a lot of startups you know before what would be your advice you know for him well it's a good pretty broad question i think it depends on the friend but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you a good um, friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I'm saying it depends on, on who they are, right? Uh, I think firstly, you need to start a company for the right reasons. Uh, this is something also I look for when I meet new founders, not just my friends. So are you doing this to make yourself a lot of money in a short amount of time? Are you doing this because you really want to solve a particular problem or do you want to affect the world in a, some particular way? And, and, and this I think plays into your ability to deal with uncomfortable and difficult situations over time. This episode is an excerpt from the full episode that you can find at summit.runwayseries.co summit.runwayseries.co